Great morning, everybody. Great morning. Caleb, don't come with no disrespect today. Do you think we should switch up the intro? <laughs> I literally said, I literally said, don't come with no disrespect. And that was the first line. You, you, you want to keep it the same? Do you think we should change the intro? So, so we're keeping it the same? Are we keeping it the same? Cool, cool, cool. All right, all right, man. <laughs> What's up with you, bro? Let's see. Let's see. Any, any new gems right now? I'm kind of in keep on keeping on mode right now. What's up with you? Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Keep working. You better, you, you better be busting some walls down and uh, taking names. Yep, that's what keeping on keeping on means. You just, okay, that's gotcha, what I've okay. been doing, so I'm gonna keep doing it. You know, gotcha. you know, I, when I when I hear that, it just sounds like you're just floating along in life. So I just wanted to make sure that's not what I was hearing. So, uh, yeah, no, man, no, I'm I'm just in that floating along isn't the right word, but there's a lot to do and you got to be strategic about it so i'm going for my mid-year review you know Mm. just just got through uh first quarter a while ago right i just gotta make sure we're tracking we're we're, we're halfway through uh through uh second quarter though don't sleep q2 yeah q2 isn't it kind of weird how humans do that separate separate stuff like that what, what do you mean humans? I guarantee you. How, okay. How many people you know that talk like this, though? It's like the seasons, you know, too. Mother Nature. Yeah, you, you're right. Mother Nature kind of forces us to. Well, no, I'm not. I take that back. Because depending, depending on where, where you live, you're from. Depending on where you live, Mother Nature is the same all year round, you know? Right. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just. No, it's just interesting. I'm, I'm. My my creativity juices are flowing. It's all good. I I, I love it. I love it. Um, when are you gonna post that thing? You and the, you and the wife are about to do. Post what? You know what I'm talking about, bro. This big oh, move that y'all just made. Big move, yeah. Big move, man. <laughs> we still got for you at least. I mean, yeah. I'm not. It'll be. It's fine. We still got like seventy some days before that happens, though. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's all good, bro. I'm here if you need a shoulder to cry on. At least, at least, like all the major stuff is done, though. You know, you don't got to worry about dirt. Yeah, just down payment. You know, um, closing costs, stuff like first that. payment, second payment. Um. No, okay. things are good. What I'm, what I'm really waiting for is my wife to start her new job. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what I'm really waiting for. Right, love it. That's gonna that should create some flexibility in our lives because her schedule will be ideal as well. That's what's up, man. Or just more flexible. But what's up with you, man? I'm I'm good, dude. Um, again, just patience, bro patience you know snake snake in the grass just just in the lab creating right um and then gonna be ready to pounce once the time is right 
Um, but other than that, man, everything is good. Family's good. Um, kids you get that there. new Tahoe? What's that? You get that new Tahoe? What are you talking about? Well, I've been sending you uh, Toyota Sienna links. No, you haven't. You have not been disrespecting me like that. No, I've been. I, they, check your DMs on Twitter, probably. Well, my I, they probably blocked because my my <laughs> phone doesn't doesn't register any of that BS. <laughs> don't be don't be disrespecting me like that, dude. No, we ain't getting no new Tahoe. Well, that's good. That was a that was you answered one of the questions, correct? Unbelievable. All right, bro. Should we should we get to this podcast today? Let's let's do it to it. All right. Okay, Caleb, bring in our guest for today. All right, guys. This morning on shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Eugene Lee, uh, Fargo native, financial, flipper, funny. I mean, Eugene's got it all. Eugene, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, Caleb and Cooper. It's great, great platform. I think great format for the show um, that you guys keep it super chill. So, yeah, being done with work, uh, this is this is a great way to spend time with you guys here. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, the first question we always ask, tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Solid question. Um, I'm just like everyone else. I I put my uh, I put one feet in front of the other, and, uh, <laughs> you know, when I put on my pair of pants, one leg goes in and the next leg goes. So uh, what I do for work is uh, I'm a 403B provider for uh, public schools in North Dakota. And so pretty much 401Ks for public school teachers, it's uh, 403Bs is, is what it's called. How, right how did you uh, get into that? Yeah, man. <laughs> Solid question. So um, it was really interesting. And I think this is probably common amongst a lot of people. Um, what I have noticed is that I'm not sure if this is intentional or maybe it's just accidental, but uh, growing up, uh, we just never had any kind of education through school about uh, finances and whatnot and um, how to actually be positioned and prepared for uh, future events that we know are going to happen. So um, things like purchasing a house, um, things like having children, uh, things like going into um, just, yeah, real estate investing. And so um, with those items that we know were going to come up, um, yeah, I just never felt like I could properly actually do it on my own. Hmm. So yeah, that led so, you to that. So what was your next step when you realized, okay, I'm missing this, right? Yeah. So I think, um, I think probably a lot of the mentality there's a motorcycle that just blew by and he is now going like 55 on this 35. And so let's ignore that. Uh, <laughs> this is live. This is a live show. So anything can happen right now as I'm, as I'm talking. But, uh, um, to answer, to answer the question though, um, I think just like a lot of the listeners on this podcast is a lot of, a lot of, people that I know, including myself, are self-initiators, self-starters. And so um, I think truly the, the only big thing that stops people from doing what they want to do is 
is honestly just taking action. And so um, just took the action on, you know, like who do, who do I talk to that, you know, where's my next steps? Um, what, 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 what can I do to be better at this? And so I realized my parents, um, they have an investment firm that they consult to. Um, and so those detailed strategies, I mean, surface level, they'll be online. Like people can go Google it, YouTube it, things like that. But getting actual like specific analysis on a particular situation within like a local place you live in, like Fargo, Moorhead, um, the data is going to be different than any kind of national data that's out there. So seeking analysis through a firm, my parents ended up doing so. I thought, oh, cool. Like I should meet up with their consultant and see how confused I can get when I talk to him for like five seconds, see how long I can hang on a conversation for. So that's what I ended up doing. I just ended up talking to my, my parents' um, team of investment advisors at their firm. At what point of your life was this, Eugene? Is this like during school, after school? Like, did you end up getting education specific for, you know, the financial industry? Dude, these are really good questions. <laughs> um, I think I think your question is multifaceted, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll provide an answer here. Um, with that being said, the the big portion of where that came from is that, um, or sorry, you'll have to repeat the question one more time. <laughs> no, I'll give it to you right now. No, I'll, I'll give it to you again. Uh, yeah. With with that background, um, yeah. are, is the, are these conversations you had when you were 18, when you were 23? Um, is, did they affect, you know, what you went to school for? Did you go to school? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I was about, I was actually 17, about to turn 18, I suppose, as a legal adult. And so um, it was at 17 that I thought to myself, um, you know, I, as much as fun as I like having and, you know, talking about random things like football and whatnot, I need to actually get my act together and do some learning. And so um, at age 17, um, <laughs> I thought it was really intimidating at this age, actually, because our investment advisor was, he was like well in his 40s. He was probably mid mid 40s. And so I thought to myself, it's like, you know, what, what kind of valuable questions can I ask this guy? And um, it was, yeah, it was truly intimidating at that age. <laughs> and so with that being said, um, he took in my questions with actual thought and answered them um, from where I was coming from. And I really appreciated that. So the reason why, another reason why um, I thought it was so important to talk to my parents' um, firm, the, the team of advisors that they're working with is that um, this, this has nothing, not too much to do with your question, but by the time I was actually five, um, that's when I had lost my dad. Um, fast forward to make a long story short, at age seven, my mom actually uh, committed suicide to 
um, just, we just couldn't handle it. And so um, I lost both my parents by the time I was seven. And so um, when I refer to my parents, I actually refer to my aunt and uncle that uh, raised me in Fargo, North Dakota. And so um, they always wanted to do and position us to do the best that we could. And so they had their invest, they had their investment guy be like, okay, yeah, you know what? You should talk to our kids too. Like Eugene is wanting to learn more about this. So um, that's how it really actually started. What it looks like, what it looked like going into it as a, as a 17 year old at this point now. And so um, with my college education, it actually might be a lot like your audience in that um, there were points that I thought about dropping out in school where I was going for two years and it's like, man, I'm, I'm literally paying <laughs> to get a job. Cause don't it's say like, it, don't say it, Eugene, don't say it. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that. And so, yeah, so you know where I'm going with that. Um, and so picking my, picking my, studies um yeah we're definitely based upon yeah learning more about markets finance and things like that so i ended up studying business in general which is not even that relevant because it's more like corporate accounting it's corporate finance it's not even like you know how do we, how do you set up an options position position to give yourself a floor and a ceiling mm-hmm Wow, I... that's a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that that's 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 crazy. Um, Thanks for sharing, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. Can 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 we talk a little bit? Um, you know, so you get into the finance world. Caleb was telling me that you own a couple of rentals, or you're you dabble in some real estate as well. Yeah, and so aside so how... from my yeah yeah. I was just, so just going to say, like, how did that come about? Like, what made you want to get into that? it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, aside from my my regular full time job in my free time, I, I managed the two properties that I own. And I think it goes back into, well, as as much as I am. With, and I don't, I don't want to ever sound like I'm ever preaching to acquire because even though I myself work for an investment firm, um, I need to, I need to actually appreciate that other, other asset classes that are untied to what I'm currently positioned in, it makes sense. And so to, and this is now way too much into the weeds, but Honestly, I think getting the I, I got into real estate because as costs as, as as costs continue to rise, the cost of living continues to rise. We now have an inflation hedge with a piece of real estate, and so as as rent goes up, is um, cost of living goes up, things like that. Well, rent is also a piece of cost of living, and so it it climbs with it. And so, to me, it was just a no brainer that this is a natural head for inflation. That's not tied to my, my current portfolio and my positions. That was a lame answer and a boring answer. I'm so no. sorry. What was, what was that? I mean, that's just a great answer. That's why that's a great a answer. Huge yep. reason of why you should do it. What was, yeah. what caught, like, was there anything that made you second guess? Did you have any fear? Uh, um, just the just the just the emotion in general i would say on a day-to-day basis um gotta remember that 
hey, like these are the this is the plan. These numbers are already figured out and solved for. And so just got to stick to it. Even though when you wake up in the morning, you hit the shower and you're thinking to yourself, it's like, oh, shit, I need to get out of this. Like, <laughs> now it's too late. I'm too deep in like my skin is too much in the game. Oh, shit. Um, uh, to be honest, we need to look at the overall plan and realize it's like, OK, there's actually a sequence of steps I need to take. Um, so, uh, number one, um, uh, uh, how much, how much equity and financing should I put together to, to acquire this property? And then, okay. Um, if I'm going to put money into it, what's, what's, what's actually based upon some fundamental things that would support the rent price. So like, um, you know, it's, oh, it's like these places, apples, apples are $1,200 a month. That means the maximum value of this home can be, probably something like 200 K. And so I, I don't want to put too much money into it. That would make it more than 200 K to rent it out at 1200 a month. And so having um, that understanding and the parameters really keeps my emotions in check on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> no, that, that's big. That's big. So for me, anytime I buy a property, I have the similar like, Oh crap moments. Right. Yeah. And, and, maybe to simplify what you're saying, not that it's simple, but I, I guess go back to the numbers cause I'll just sit and chew on them all night and chew on my nails too. But mm -hmm. no, that's good, man. I appreciate your answer. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. And, 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 and I really like what you guys are currently doing because I think as it is, is, I mean, there's, there's so many mega stars that going into real estate investing and things like that. But if we look at a, at a day-to-day -day, um, perspective and like who are like the individuals that comprise of the most like real estate investors, it, it's honestly like people like you and I and uh, restaurant owners, bar owners, um, it's other people who, you know, go sailing. They're not even movie stars and things like that. But on a day-to-day -day basis, like a majority of people that get into real estate are just pretty much like everybody like normal people <laughs> you, so, you'd like the book millionaire next door eugene it's a phenomenal <laughs> book. It's just normal like regular people with crazy portfolios and a lot of times they're tied to real estate and you would right. you would you would never know you'd never know right you, you never know um eugene can we <clears throat> can we can we just talk a little bit um yeah. You know, since you've been um you know in in real estate um like can you just talk about some of the some of the mindset shifts that you had and you know if there was anything you had to to overcome. Oh, yeah. So, here's a mindset technique that I implement. And this is this is no joke like I actually do this. My my one of my workstations is a $50 Walmart table. And um, now I'm kind of shifting gears because this is actually like, <laughs> like a serious thing that I'm talking about. But one of my workstations is a $50 Walmart table that the, like, if you see on a street, like kids use these ones as the, the lemonade stands. Like these are the mm -hmm. lemonade stands that people yep. see. And if you're Buffalo Bills fans, these are the ones that people are like dropping on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I actually did that intentionally because it, it keeps reminding me that like, Hey, like 
I'm working on these big deals. Like I'm clearing like 10 K and um, if I'm flipping a place, buying a place like over and over, like I'm averaging like 10 K per month, but it reminds me, it's like, Hey, I got to still fight. I got to, I got to remember, like there are hard days and things like that. And you got to just keep fighting through it. So I purposely have a $50 white Walmart table that these Buffalo Bills fans keep breaking. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. That's a good way to just remind yourself where you're at. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You mentioned earlier, and I and I appreciate you sharing this too. I mean, you talked about your parents, and then you're you're also your parents. Um, did you have conversations or thoughts um, early on in life that pushed you to be financially independent because of your circumstances? I mean, what else would you share? Just kind of maybe going through what you went through, because I'm I'm sure that was a lot. Yeah, boy. It, it it's funny how it's played out because I always think um, events like that are so terrible, but what ends up happening is that looking back there, it, it's always been a blessing in disguise. And so I don't think I would be as motivated and converting that into passionate energy as if I just lived really okay, like an okay life. And sure. I would never... I would never want somebody to actually go through that level of intensity of, of, of learning and growing, you know, maybe like half, like half of that would be good. But um, yeah, there's no way that I would have a, um, a mentality that then, yeah, like drives my thoughts, then my thoughts drive my actions the way it does. Yeah. I would not have the intensity as, as I currently do. Do you have specific motivations? Yeah, I'll tell you one that uh, <laughs> I actually don't really like sharing um, because, number one, I don't want to create any types of conflicts of interest. But when I'm in a tough situation, I actually legitimately tell myself in my head, like, who's going to come up with the money to actually, you know, rebalance things and, you know, provide for people who are handicapped and things like that. And I actually tell myself it's like, you know, who, who else is going to come up with that and earn that and actually start distributing it to everybody else? <laughs> sure. Sure. So I'm like a, uh, I'm like a secret Robin Hood. I, I guess if you could put it. If, Coop, if, Coop, if, we were just talking about the dark place. What are you talking about? Well, I said, like, <laughs> see, it sounded like you take yourself to a dark place with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do. It, it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why I don't talk about it too lot because I want to make sure like when I'm actually on my day-to-day things, talking to people, I never actually like, you know, bring it up because I don't think it would be appropriate to, to, to provide that intensity of emotions at, at, at that point of time. And so I really keep it to myself, but if I actually think about my thoughts, it's actually true. It's something that I tell myself to when I'm in a rut. <laughs> right. Back against the wall. Yeah. And I was going to ask you a little bit, Eugene, um, and, and this, is, this might be, you know, kind of the same question. Um, like what keeps, what keeps your motor going? Like what, what keeps driving you? What keeps you doing all these, you know, all these uh, different things that you're doing? 
gosh, these are, man, I wish I had some, <laughs> I wish I had some like, Hey, what's your like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, these are, these are really like, really like the, the, the questions that like why anybody does anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, we asked you, Eugene, we said what you do and why you, and why you do it. And you skipped the why earlier on, man. We want to hear a why. Okay. Okay. So the why, the why is attached to the motor. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just tell you guys here that it's, I think, I think for me to go through, um, a lot of those, um, like deep, deep, hard hardships like that, even like losing my parents, I know there's people doing a lot worse, especially in different countries, like Afghanistan and parts of Africa. But, um, what I realized from that situation, it's like, Hey, I want to pull somebody out of this. Like what I'm feeling now, it's like, there's other people out there that I want to pull out. And the only way that they're going to get it pulled out is if I actually drag them out, they're not going to want to be helped. They're not going to want to seek help, but I'm just going to drag them out of it. (laughs) So, um, I actually have a current friend who goes through depression and I always tell myself it's up to me to, to, to initiate questions, initiate like, Hey, um, yeah, like, um, how, how was your morning? Like little things like that. And so I just, I just want to provide a level of support on a really actual tough situation where if someone's depressed, I'm not going to just say, Hey, um, you know, like, feel free to call me whenever, like, I'm actually going to pull them out. (laughs) I'm actually going to ask them questions to actually like, what, what's what's the source of what's causing all this and if it's too hard to figure out like what's the cause of it well let's let's break it down into little pieces like um like what happened today and work it backwards so um yeah i think i think just providing a, a deep level of support is something that i i kind of realize is really helpful in real in really tough situations <laughs> are you do you um just kind of listening a little bit do you how should i say this like i try to i I don't want to say i don't take every situation serious you know but sometimes i i just try and laugh things off i try and joke like you know laugh is is a way i relieve stress a little bit yeah Um, you know just kind of hearing you know you you know you got a great story um, but I, I sense that you, you also, you know, like to have fun. Um, is that oh, yeah. something that you, you know, are you always trying to laugh and look at the lighter things of, of a situation? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I would say it's, it's so night and day from, um, I think being interviewed and, um, Cause actually I, I am, I am trying to provide like the, the most accurate ways that I can explain these answers and, um, going through the day. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to actually, yeah, like crack jokes, make, make people smile. And so I think for example, like when I think like when Caleb and I were messaging through Instagram, it's like, Oh, Hey, like he, he made, he, he, uh, explained the podcast that, uh, every three, every three months, um, you know, like, um, like a business owner or self-initiators, like 
being interviewed and I just, you know, jokingly mentioned and now one bozo, like now you have and one bozo. So, <laughs> so then, you know, who's who, like within the four, three interviews, like which one's going to be the bozo? Like <laughs> it's me right now. <laughs> no, it's usually me, Eugene, but I appreciate oh. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you trying yeah. to fall on the sword. That's my sword. Absolutely, man. <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, little things like that, I realize it's like, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities to spread smiles, uh, make people laugh. Um, but yeah, is is my 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 answers do come out like, I guess maybe that's pretty important to make sure that people are having fun because I think things are tough. I think I think life is tough actually. Well, can you are you willing to share? future goals uh future plans i know you said one of your newest passions is helping people get into real estate investing through creative methods i mean are those things you'd be willing to give us a high level overview of yeah absolutely it's it's funny the thing that stops or interesting at least the thing that stops a lot of people from getting into real estate is actually starting it and so some of those pieces of of the starting points of like oh it's like oh I don't feel like I have enough you know funding to get into this project or I don't know enough people to get into it and so um, yeah number one I always love providing introductions to other people and 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 things like that but myself as an expert in uh, in finance I, I would say that I like to directly help individuals as well. And so there's so many creative funding opportunities that um, we would never even know about existed until somebody actually brought it up. And so um, long story short, <laughs> are you guys a fan of the matrix or at least have seen it? Hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. So my perspective on the matrix is that I think the action actually overrides and the innovative action succeeds a lot of like the actual like movie plot and why it's actually happening. It's because it's like, it's, it's so awesome to watch, but the matrix is actually based upon a Greek allegory and a Greek and an allegory is a story that explains a situation. So the situation is better understood through that story and so the matrix is actually about a Greek allegory called um, the man in the cave. So the man in the cave basically is, is a slave. He's actually forced to live in this cave in complete darkness. There's other members in this cave that are um, in this cave with this guy. And they can only hear parts of the rest of the world through um, a small fire that is the background light. So they can hear people, they can faintly see them from the shadows, but they don't actually live in that world. And so what's happening in this allegory is that would you, would you, would you rather know the truth and like knowingly like accept it and face the consequences of living in that truth or would would you rather actually keep living in the cave where it's safe and you know everybody's fine and, and they don't know anything else so it's like there's no there's no danger so the spin on it is well how about this how about one guy gets forcibly dragged where he's just in pain where the light's blinding him his eyes aren't even used to it so 
it's a very painful process. And so this guy gets forcibly dragged and is now experiencing the rest of the world. And what happens in this story after this guy comes back years after to the rest of the people in the cave, he's like, guys, there's so much going on in this world. Like, you got to see it. You got to see it. Like, this is all happening. And the people who have never heard of it or seen these things are like, no way, man. Like, no, I don't want to do that. But the guy who's seen it and done it and knows these things about the world are like, you just got to see it. You just got to see it. And the people in the cave are still like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And so I would say that introducing people to strategic uh, investment strategies is a lot like that and that they've never seen it. They're not really comfortable with like the calculations needed to actually like, oh, like by how much should I do this or by when should I put, you know, put into this investment. Um, uniquely positioning strategies to have statistical advantage in your favor is like an absolute like, like, like it totally makes sense to do. And so um, I like to, I like to, I like to do that for other people and, you know, show them the light, like show them the rest of the world, like what's possible. <laughs> the, I mean, I've uh, never th- had like the matrix used in that way before. Like it's not wrong <laughs> either. Um, I mean, there's, there's a good there's, analogy. There's different ways to interpret the matrix, but like, I, I just think the, the over, um, the theme is that you know you have a world of people that a they don't know what they don't know or b they know that they're living in a fake world but would rather live in a fake world than face the truth right and then you have the c's are the people that know what the real world is like Mm -hmm. and they want to try and free and try and show people and free people Right. And so exactly that's like so there's so many ways you can, you know, um, explain the matrix when that, that what you said, like, makes perfect sense. It's, it, it was definitely in a different way. I've never heard it. Heard oh, that. I loved it, though. But I loved <laughs> it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I actually I, <laughs> I, I I hope I hope I'm adding value to your guys' podcast because. Um, yeah, as, I, as I'm hearing questions, I, I want to just swing away and yeah, make sure the, you know, the audience, like at least like, oh, like, I think I also get what you're talking about. And I, I see this like in my own, like, you know, day to day stuff. Well, it's, well, it's, 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 oh, where, where are we going, Caleb? Nope. You got it. No, you, where were you going? Cause I was, I was about to not, not take a shot, but I might take a slight shot. I want to, I want to <laughs> hear the segue, Coop. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's it's very interesting hearing your perspective, uh, Eugene, because I'm I'll be honest, I'm not a hundred percent I haven't taken the time to educate myself on stocks. You know, I'm uh you know, real estate, um, you know, getting into, you know, a business, another you know, opening up a restaurant. Um, but I've never dove into stocks. And so like it was just funny because I think me and Caleb Every time we have this conversation, oh, it's brutal. It's brutal because I I know where he's going, <laughs> and he knows where I'm going, and we we kind of get on each other's nerve. I think I get on his <laughs> nerve, and he knows he gets on mine, and then we just drop the conversation. Like I don't like you. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not talking to you for a couple of days. <laughs> so it's just it's just cool to see somebody that's 
that's doing both of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's so why I just thought it was funny. Like, oh, he's a investment guy. Okay, let's see what he's got to say today. Dude, <laughs> yeah, it's baby it's, steps, Eugene. Just baby steps. <laughs> Be careful with them. Okay. Okay. So, so Cooper, I, I love, I love this topic because. So here's the funny thing. I think I think with with <laughs> I think with your your years and Kayla's banter is actually so the guy who started the world's biggest hedge fund, his name is Ray Dalio, and he wrote this book called Principles. And uh, the the book is not what I'm what I'm talking about here, but Ray Dalio, the guy who started the hedge fund, um, he went to Harvard and whatnot, blah blah blah. Like you know, he he actually he actually his perspective, he thinks that like actual, um, like to, to actually say like what, what you're thinking is really important because the exchange of like, Hey, like I'm not seeing it from this guy's perspective. Like he's seeing something different. Like it would be more valuable if I got to know what he was thinking, even though I think something different. And so what he does for his hedge fund is that the team members, um, <clears throat> they're all different people that, it's important to like to say like what you're thinking because that person the, the team is better off if somebody tells somebody like what they were thinking that the other guy like would have no idea like yeah. I don't I wasn't seeing it that way <laughs> right perspective yeah yeah I mean yeah. It, and it it is great because I've I've asked Caleb a ton of questions on the for, like four one k you know like my wife has one you know I I don't you know but. I see how Caleb does, you know, from the little that I, you know, well, I don't know. We talked about it quite a bit, but like, I know Caleb is a smart dude and like, he's yes. is great at that stuff. And I know. Yes. Eventually it's something I would have to start to know a little bit more about yeah. to me, to me right now. I just, I just, I'm more on the, you know, real estate and bit, you know, business owner. And I, I would rather cash flow those things right now you know, get those things up and running before I start to look into investing in a 401k. Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, because to me, I, I, I feel like <clears throat> as long as you educate yourself, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the risk is not really in the investment, but the invest investor. You know, if, if you educate yourself, yeah. you know what you're doing. You can make money in any vehicle, you know, obviously some, some might be better than others, but as long as you understand the risk and how to, um, minimize the risk, you can anything. Um, Man, Ray Kroc was selling paper cups for crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, like, I even, even, that, like, even, even, uh, you know, as, <clears throat> cause I work in, uh, manufacturing right now and, you know, it was probably close to, you know, one of the, uh, you know, when COVID hit, if you weren't considered essential, you were like shut down. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, how are these guys that own these portfolios, right? Like these yeah. portfolios with these manufacturing companies or some of these medical things, like how, like, how are they able to manage, understand, like get through all these things, do different, because like, as this was going on, this whole COVID thing, I was looking at how these got like how these manufacturing guys were managing their, their, you know or structuring their systems you know and it was crazy yeah. to see and that's you know like these guys obviously understand their system they understand how it works they understand how to get through these things and so 
if you know what you're doing, the risk is not really a big of a risk, you know, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, so you're correct. You're absolutely correct. And um I you you touched up on a lot of critical points within that um yeah, description in that your instinct so your instincts are correct in that having liquidity and uh, working capital as a business owner is probably actually like one of the highest priorities uh, on the operations of actually running a business. Yeah. And so look, look, and Caleb, yeah, Caleb understands this um, really well in that he's positioned himself to have access to liquidity and capital working capital as well as, you know, 80%, maybe it's 80% of the rest of his total portfolio is working and operating in a way that is, is a snowball rolling in the background. And so um, if we're able to dip into that snowball that's rolling in the background, like that's great. But he also has positions that are uh, more front loaded to handle. Yeah. Like, Hey, this is dry, dry gunpowder. If I see an opportunity, I'm deploying this 20 K into this, um, you know, so-and-so project and so this guy's got a, analogies that are just fire coop oh I'm, I'm 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 here it sounds like he's talking about um what i like to call having a having a war a war chest fund you know, <laughs> oh, yes. you know like like you 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 know obviously you you have money you you pay yourself you don't touch that mm-hmm. and then you you have money for your business make sure that's cash flow but then you have this other money you set aside Mm-hmm. to to pounce on any opportunities that come up yeah and yeah, and so yeah. it's 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 un, and again it's it's the the main thing is just understanding how your money works right and i think yeah. that's you know at the end of the day like if you whatever you invest in if you understand what your money is doing and you understand the rate of return then do yeah. whatever you whatever you want i i guess for me i guess and Caleb is has challenged me in my thought process, and that's why I love him um, <laughs> with the 401k. But, like, I guess I'm so used to people not knowing what's going on in their 401k. You know, like, do you True. know what you're investing in? Like, do you yeah. know the other guy on the other end who's managing your money? You know, when I when I ask Caleb those questions, he he knows it. He knows all, all that stuff. He can rattle it off. Like, so oh, Caleb yeah. is the exception. Like if I had to go into four one k, I would give Caleb my money to manage. No, you shouldn't get because first of all, I don't know diddly squat about my wife's four hundred one k, and that's the only four hundred one k we have. But um, I'm a big believer in the match. But Eugene, I have a question for you, and maybe this is more professional specific. So if you have to give like your little like disclosure or whatever. By all means, but no, uh, but like needed. <laughs> when when I'm thinking of like um, Cooper's war chest, right? Yes. Um, like a poor man might not like a poorly uh, a poorly educated man. Like I think of like, oh, I'm gonna have this home equity line, right? Mm-hmm. Like something happens. Oh, I see a great, <laughs> I see a car for ten thousand that's worth twenty. I'll yeah. just use my home equity line, buy the car, sell, pay the home equity line back, right? Mm-hmm. Could you talk about maybe high level some of the more sophisticated things that you could be doing versus you know, not that a HELOC is bad, but right. You're absolutely right. And so let's talk about the mechanics that 
are fundamentally um, actually coming up with these values. And so you're exactly right. There are so many vehicles and a HELOC is one of many vehicles that um, an individual or an entity can dip into to fund the project. <clears throat> and so in our minds, the decision point ends up being, um, okay, so if I can uh, be leveraged um, in a way that, so, so I'm, I'm putting in, I'm actually getting leveraged because what's happening now is we're creating a debt and that debt needs to be supported by an inflow of cash. And so as long as that project is being supported at um, ways that it's bringing in cash, then that, then that HELOC should absolutely be deployed into that project. And so um, as, as long as individuals are servicing that debt adequately with um, that project, it almost be like, it's almost like this and that, um, you know, it's like, it's like having like a bond in that, you, you know, in, in, in working it backwards and that like, hey, I, I want to service this debt, which is the bond. And then um, I'm going to actually, um, as, a, as a municipality, send out, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take like $10,000, but then I have to pay this down later at 4%. And so being on the other side of a bond, if you're the municipality or the government, you're getting access to people buying $1,000 bonds. So maybe you got like a million dollars and then you got to pay back 4% of it. And so as long as that you're the municipality and you, and you build a bridge that has a toll, then at least that's going to get service to actually make that HELOC work. And so, um, HELOC ends up being into a lot of strategies that I think either the audience already understands or, or Caleb definitely understands, but it's a definite way to service existing debt to consolidate at a cheaper, um, interest rate, things like that. Wow. I got way too dry on that. I'm so sorry. No, it's, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> It's all good. That's that's I'm that's so what Caleb, Caleb does. He's like, yep, yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna be selfish Dude, I'm, and like I'm the buzz killer. I, I want to hear about besides the HELOC, Eugene. Like HELOC, cool. Like yeah. I have to have a house. I have to have twenty percent down usually. Yeah. What are what are like more sophisticated ways? So here is a really here's a really good one. So. A lot of times what ends up happening is that there's so many different profiles of individuals that fall into different tax brackets, fall into different occupations, and these classifications start having an impact on what are the best moves for these individuals. And so what ends up happening for I'm just going to say in general, like if you have this personality type where you're just a go-getter, like you, you want to do more than what's going to be expected of you. And, you know, every two to three years, you're going to look, you're going to apply for that promotion or um, apply for a career that is on track for that, um, whatever. Um, what ends up happening is those individuals end up being high net worth earners and, what ends up happening is that because of this profile, they now fall into a higher tax bracket and they end up having um, a lot of moves that 
really get blurred out into like, okay, like, what do I do? Like, what would be the best thing for me to do? Because there's so many things happening. And it's now becomes a navigation of like, I'm so confused on what, like, there's so many options on what to do. Like I can now no longer act. And so, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, so doctors, lawyers, CEOs, so I, I got yes. a question. Okay. So yes. sorry. I, see now Caleb really opened Pandora's box and we're getting way into the weeds. We are. Um, so Eugene would that now, would it be in the best interest of this, in the, like these individuals that we're talking about, the go-getters, yeah. Um, would it be valuable for them to understand the difference between passive income versus earned income? Yes. Because. What, yes. Oh, no, sorry. You can go. What's going to happen is that here's my opinion on it. I really think as much as people want to earn passive income to not work, instead, they should position themselves to work on something they do like doing and so if somebody likes being out of the office and and, and hands-on they should be working in real estate real estate because working on houses putting in the new trim buying the materials going to home depot like if they love being hands-on they're then doing a job that they love so it's taking care of a problem that wasn't even there in the first place of like oh like i don't want to work um i want to create enough passive income so i don't want to work the, the problem with that is that they should just find something that they really want to do. <laughs> That's just my opinion, though. That's just, like, what I think. <laughs> uh, because I really think, like, people can actually find something they like doing. Like, um, like flip. I know that was just, like, flipping houses, like, was just that example where, like, you can put in music, you know, plug it in, and you're your own boss, and you're the one, like, you know, like, actually driving the what you what you end up doing i think i think it's possible to find that type of work absolutely that's such a boomer answer that's like a what a boomer would want me to say to other people (laughs) (laughs) well eugene you've been giving you giving us a ton to chew on mainly a a little bit cooper um i'm gonna finish it off we got two more questions um the the last one's gonna be easy the first one is what is something you would say to your younger self or advice? Maybe not you, but similar to you. I'm going to say understand risk and reward as close as, as you can. Um, the reason, what I mean by that is that um, understand like what what's your ceiling and what's your floor at the decision you're making and then understand that the only the only way to actually get reward is like is so is it's is such an off chance that someone's just going to give it to you mm. right we got to actually create that reward and so mm. it's going to be important to like take steps and make yourself like maybe accidentally luckily or like you're taking oh. so many opportunities the word like you're like just statistically like <laughs> like accidentally lucky <laughs> so i would say that <laughs> you you brought some heat at the end you Man, that was uh, fire you brought some heat at the Man. end uh <laughs> next question's an easy one we know you're in the fargo moorhead area but anybody listening they want to yeah. get in touch with you uh what's the best way for them to connect with you going forward 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, individual questions. Honestly, like I know LinkedIn's great, but yeah, just send me an Instagram DM and I'll, I'll, I'll reply to it. Uh, my handle is, um, I'll spell it out, it's huge.lee. So that's just my nickname is huge. Uh, instead of Eugene, people call me huge because it sounds like huge. Um, so <laughs> you jumping on that Trump bandwagon? That, that yeah, huge, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. That no, you, huge... yeah oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's spelled out E-U-G-E dot L-E-E. So um, Instagram DMs, I, I love just interacting with people that way. Link, LinkedIn is fine. You, you can also find me on LinkedIn as well. That's awesome, man. We 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 appreciate your time, Coop. Uh, what, what do you have for us? At, no, this, this this was great. Um, yeah, Eugene, you brought this was a great conversation. Um, just want to say thanks yeah. for uh, yeah, just giving us some time. And uh, you know, I know you're a busy, dude. So just want to say thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, thank you guys for just yeah hanging out and chilling. This is fun. That <laughs> that was the goal, brother. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. <laughs> you bet. Take care, guys. Yep, bye. Another great episode, Caleb. Don't say it. Don't say it. This is if if you want to. This is a great episode. This was a great episode. (laughs) Um, Eugene Lee, Eugene Lee, finance guy, real estate guy, creative guy. Yeah. Um. I love this analogy of the matrix, man. Like I was like, right when we started, right when we started going to the matrix, I was like, okay, yup, yup. Pandora's box is about to be open now. (laughs) And Uh, and we did a lot of that this episode. Um, Eugene's a really good dude. I feel like uh, he's just always somebody who's going to challenge me thinking when I talk to him. So yeah, I, yup, yup. Um, no, that's great. Um, I was just, that was going to be like one of my couple of points was, um, as you guys heard in this conversation, um, the cool thing, and I don't know if we do this on purpose, but, um, usually, you know, depending on who brings on the guest, a, we don't check with each other. (laughs) Never. Like. Like what this what like what this person's doing, what they are. We just trust the other person. Or B, uh, we don't check with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a little A, a little B. Yeah, a little A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um what I, so where I'm going is obviously when I heard, you know, Eugene was a finance guy, did some stuff with, you know, some investing four one K, I was like, Oh, I know Caleb knows when we talk about the four one K, we we usually fight. <laughs> so I'm cur- I'm curious to see what this guy's gonna say. Um and it it was great. Like you know, I feel like you guys should know me now. I'm always about growth, I'm always about ch- like challenging status quo, and I know eventually I'm gonna have to dabble in, fo- in the 401k world. And and Caleb will be the first one to tell you I don't talk to Coop about the 401k because it's not a pl- it's not a pleasant conversation. <laughs> you should hear me talk about the Roth IRA, Coop, because I'm uh, the the Roth IRA. I'm always like, yeah, you should do it. I don't have one, but you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, 
but, it, but it's it's one of those things. As as I was, you know, in you know, in our talks, um, you gotta have people around you that are going to challenge your thought process. And yes, um, Eugene is someone that I know will definitely help me grow and will help me challenge myself. And like you know, Caleb, like I said, me and Caleb, we we have conversations. Sometimes I'm scared to talk to Caleb about certain things. I'll be honest. Like I'm like Caleb, don't bring up the phone, K, bro. Yeah, we're aware. I, we don't don't bring it up, dude. But like, I know it's a conversation I need to have. And so like, as those are people I need around me. And so that was that was just great, a great dialogue we had there towards the end about that. Um, and then I just loved his uh, um, his cre- create your chances. <sighs> Under, does, under, does Vince under, Lombardi have a quote like that? Like, I'd rather be lucky than good or something like that? Someone said something like that. Um, but he was talking about understanding and studying risk versus reward. And, like, he said it so perfectly. No one's going to give you chances. No one's going to give it to you. You got you to gotta go get it. And you might strike out on the first three things but who who's to say that fourth thing is is not going to be the thing that makes up for the first three things and and the crazy thing is you learn so much when you when you go outside your comfort zone and take some chances right so the, i thought i thought that was powerful man i, I love the, the quote the quote i was thinking of is luck is where preparation meets opportunity Right, so mm. goes in, goes into that creating thing. Like you got to create it, um, and I think that's what I mean. Eugene went through some stuff in his childhood, right? And yep. and deep down in his mind, he knew he needed to be financially. You know, he it was given to him from his from his parents, right? Like he knew he needed to do stuff. Yeah, and so that's what he's doing, man. Like me and him reconnected a while ago, and. That's because he was creating him opportunities. And I was like, dude, and, we got to have you on the podcast. Yep. And I, and I love to like, just kind of talking about the whole finance thing. Um, you know, when his, his, his biological parents passed, um, I want to say kudos to his, his aunt and uncle. Cause it sounded yeah. like they got him pretty involved with finances at an early age. And that's such a big, you know, that's such a big thing, you know, in, in setting up the next generation is, is just having those money talks. I mean, whether it's, I don't want to say right or wrong, but just having those talks, you know, I, I feel like, you know, today some people just don't have the talk or it's hardly talked about. So then when you have kids going out in the world, they're basically looking at their friends or looking what they see on Instagram or like what the world is telling mom and dad telling them no this is how you need to do money or or reading a book or something so i just want to say kudos to his his aunt and uncle for for that shout out shout out to anybody trying to be a mentor or a parent for sure for sure um last thing i don't know I kind of cut him off about the whole college thing, but I'm sure you guys heard what he had to say about college. Again, no disrespect to college. I, I did it. Caleb did it. Just It's just funny. 
there's something about college, man, because it's a love hate relationship. I really it's like you don't actually it. get anything from college, but, but from the experience, you get everything. It's so it's hard crazy. To quantify it, it. It really is. Like I'm, I met my wife in college, right? Right. right. The, the like the, the lessons, Same. the lessons I learned going to college have paid more dividends than the information. I think that's what it is. Right. So you almost need to just go to boarding school at 14. <laughs> like that's what you need to do. Just start earlier. Oh, man. That's that's the nugget for the year right there. Another good episode, Coop. Another that great phenomenal episode. episode. Yeah. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast. We low-key have been getting some phenomenal reviews. So uh, keep them I'm coming. some bad ones. Don, just keep keep saying that. We're we're eventually gonna hit a streak here, so it's all good. I like honestly, Coop's head's getting way too big, y'all. Oh, let's, my God. let's throw some threes, <laughs> four, twos, fours. What do you mean my head's getting? What do you mean my head's getting big? I've been saying I'm the just... same line for like sixty some episodes. Okay, chill. Touche, touche. All right, jeez, Coop, I'm gonna hit you up next week. All right, man. See see you later. Have a great morning, Cooper. Love it. You too, bro. Bye. Bye.